1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. In a relationship, never underestimate the power of date night, especially when it means sharing a movie at Marcus Theaters. Get tickets now at MarcusTheaters.com. It's been a week, and I'm sure things have happened in the music world. Time to talk music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. How are you? We're good. That's good. How are you? Friday. I'm all right. No, um, no wait. I didn't like the way you said that. <laughs> well, my, you know, the Steelers lost last night. Uh, never, oh. never, never a good day the next day in the Steelers nation. I heard. Even, even if it's not unexpected. I heard, well, criticism of Mitch Trubisky that, you know, he's just, he's. A game manager. He's not, not a game winner. Not the guy. Yeah. Not, not the guy that's going to. Three gonna... games? Really? Three yep. games and you're done. Like, I wouldn't say we're done. But no, I don't you. Th- I don't you think I'm you talking expect... about you, Gary. You, you... I don't think. Well, I'm not done. You're never done with your Steelers <laughs> fan. But, yeah. you know, you will. You will. And you you understand that up there as well, as well as anybody else. You will continue to put yourself through it no matter what happens. But you're not uh, hanging a lot of hopes on Trubisky. Not right now, no. Because okay. no, then, then there are signs. I know this isn't the sports report, but there are signs they have an offense there that could be that could be something good if if it had the right leader. Well, every offense gets better when you have a good quarterback. Always. There's just no that's always. You can't even argue or debate that point. If you have a good quarterback, your offense is going to be better than if you have a bad quarterback or average quarterback. Correct. Um. I, I just, um, I guess I expected more out of him in Pittsburgh. I thought he would be better than this. But was he horrible last night? I didn't really see. No, no, not horrible. The the the, the story right. story with the Steelers right now is they don't have a sixty minute game in them. They have That's they good... have three. They have they have forty first half and maybe some of the third quarter. Mm. I think that's a good starting point. Not horrible. Right? <laughs> we played 37 minutes of hard football out there. And we just got to bring her home. Yeah. Yeah. And you're down TJ Watt, too. So that this doesn't is, that, help. That, hurt, that hurts a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a lyric to a song. We're down TJ Watt. That hurts a lot. That hurts a lot. Yeah. It even rhymes a little. Yeah. Hopefully you get him back in a couple of weeks. Uh, that's the hope. All right. Uh, where do we? Let's start with the ugly, ugly journey. These yeah. guys, they Steve Perry doesn't want to be in the band. Everyone's cool with that. They've moved on. Um, have a new they, album out this year, right? They have a new album, and now they're arguing or fighting or lawyered up over what merchandise? Now, they're in, over trademarks. Yes, trademarks for merchandise and other usage. Um, Steve Perry filed suit against um, Neil Sean and Jonathan Kane, his two you know former bandmates and songwriting partners. Uh, because they they had gone and trademarked a whole bunch of Journey stuff, including a couple dozen of the songs, some of which Steve Perry wrote by himself. Well, didn't they buy his part of Journey back when he left? Wasn't that the big settlement that they had a couple of years ago? It was kind of a, a buy, but he still has some control. And in fact, in this suit, he's claiming that the the settlement they finally made and arrived at provides that and dictates that any any type of move like this, like trademarking song titles, album titles, imagery, has to be decided by the three of them. 
you know, by Sean Kane and Perry, you know, that, that they can't just go out and do what they did, which was trademark all these song titles and album titles. Um, Neil Sean, you know, responded to the, to the lawsuit basically saying it's total crap. And, you know, he does point out correctly that there's trademarking is different from songwriting, you know, and, you know, and cat and, you know, song ownership and yeah. those kind of rights. This is, you know, you're trademarking these things to be used for merchandise, for apparel, for... Is that you know, splitting, touch, is that touch splitting hairs? No, no, they are they are very different things. That's what the legal world does, though. They it, find yeah. a hair. Yeah, but this is they you know, split this it. Is, yeah, no, this is this is more like more like splitting a you know an entire head of hair. Okay. Uh, you know they are they are two very distinct and separate things, and this this is you so. Know, then part- Steve Perry is mistaken here, is what you're saying. He could be. The courts are going to have to basically the he's he is going to have to provide proof that this agreement he said they had for the three of them to decide unanimously on these things. He's going to have to produce that and have a court decide, well, yes, you're right, this is this is binding. You know, Neil, Neil and Jonathan can't do that separately. They have to have your buy-in. Or the court could look at the document and say, you know, it's now the two of the, you know, you're outvoted two to one. Sorry. This is enjoy, like the divorce the that, you make from it. This is like the divorce that won't end. Very, I mean, very much so. And, and so, you know, part of Neil, in Neil's posting, uh, you know, in response to Steve Perry's lawsuit, you know, he, he pretty much called this out as part of the reason for that whole journey mess a couple years ago where they wound up firing uh, Ross Valerie and Steve Smith from the band and the attempted coup, you know, to take over Journey, to take over Journey and basically boot Neil and Jonathan out. So that this was all part of it. That it was, it was Neil at least claiming that he began looking into trademarks and trademark issues and discovered that nothing of Journey's was trademarked. So it was, it was time. It was time to, to who let that, that one situation. slip by? Um, you know, he said he kind of says that in his message that all these attorneys we had working for us for all these years, nobody figured this out and well, nobody. Nobody called it to our attention. Uh, he does promise that, you know, we haven't heard the last of this. He says we're going to peel back the onion. Uh, no. He's alleging great corruption um, in the Journey business empire. So, Okay, know, let's, the, say, um, let's say Journey can settle this and there's no more dust-ups and everybody's cool. If they could get back together, I'm talking about Steve Perry and the, the band from the early 80s, that bunch. Right. How big a tour would that be? I think as each year goes on, it becomes less and okay. less. Um, you know, and I think they may. They, I think the the big news would be Steve Perry. It doesn't matter who's playing bass and drums. If Steve Perry was back in Journey, you're filling arenas again with the right double bill. You may be able to do a stadium tour, well, a la Def Leppard and Motley Crue. That's what I was going to say because those guys teamed up and made 173 million dollars so Pretty far amazing. this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, by comparison, Motley Crue's uh, farewell tour. Okay, and that was just on 36 shows, right? Playing stadiums. By comparison, Motley Crue's uh, farewell tour uh, back in, in two, 2014, 2015, played 158 shows, grossed 44.3 million. So 173 million for 36 shows. Granted, you're splitting it with Def Leppard as well as Joan Jett and Poison. Um, 
you know, versus that. So, you you know, you see what, there's definitely a lot of potency in the reunion, but in Journey's case, to be a stadium level, it would have to be a double bill. You'd have to find, you know, another notable act. Who would it be? Who would you team up? Oh, if you're, boy, if you're you know. setting up this tour, you got Journey and you've got Survivor? I mean, you could, you know, Survivor? They, no. <laughs> Come on, no, the... no, but nice. Survivor could maybe be the fifth band on the bill. Richard Marks. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no I that mean, dude he, sold a lot of records in the 80s. He did. He did. He could be one of the good support acts. But in terms of a co-headliner, you know, you, I mean, they could do it again with Def Leppard. They did a tour, stadium tour with them in 2018 that did really well. Uh, it has to be a uh, you know a band of that magnitude, another arena seller. Uh, they toured with Toto earlier this year. I don't think that would be a stadium type of tour journey in Toto. Um, you know, you could go, you could you know go something off the charts, and maybe Journey and Ringo and his All Star Band. Mm-hmm. People would find that intriguing. Maybe how have we been mispronouncing Chad Kroger's name? It's for not all Kroger. It's, it's not Kroger. What? It's not what? like the grocery store. It's it's like the horror film character, uh, which is somewhat appropriate. Maybe Kruger. Uh, Kruger. Uh, he just let this out this week that um, you know he that he, his real name is actually pronounced Kruger after all these years, and he said he just never you know he never wanted to start interviews on a negative note, so he never corrected anybody. Now, there are some people coming out and saying, yeah, right, it's convenient that this is, you know, they've got a new album coming out, so this is a new hook to make some news with. And after, what, it's been 30-odd years, years of Nickelback, you mean you, you couldn't once, and by the name, your brother Mike, who's the bass player, did, more, did as many interviews as you did, and he never said anything either. Oh, so and by the a, way, it's Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> That would be that would be Michael Bach. <laughs> like, so, but now Bach. we know. Yeah. We now to co- now we know to call him Chad, not Freddy Krueger. Oh my! Okay, yeah, okay. You know what? I still like I still like Nickelback. They can write a hook. They not, they... You know, they're meat and potatoes. Yeah. I, I always portrayed them as the they were the Bachman Turner Overdrive in the nineties. They they get beat up by everybody. I will not. If you guys want to beat them up, that's fine. I, I'm not going to jump on that. They just take a beat, and I don't know why. It is funny how the you know how the the legacy kind of stays with it. That we were playing one of these card word games, you know, where you have to guess what the word is on the card, and and the person giving giving us the clue didn't even give an actual clue. She just looked at the card and went, "Oh my God, the world's worst rock band, Nickelback." Oh, everyone <laughs> got it. Wow. <laughs> Hmm, so, wow. poor guy. But yeah, all they ever did was work hard and have hits. Yeah, poor Canadians. I mean, come on. <clears throat> <laughs> hey, we haven't had a Spice Girls update in a long time. No, and then uh, there's there's kind of a, a non-update update. Uh, Melanie C uh, did an interview in England uh, this week, and they were asking her about so so what gives. You know, Spice Girls did do a, a few dates in 2019. They were supposed to do a 25th anniversary tour. In 2020, that didn't happen. There were rumors last fall um, about another tour. So Mel C. goes on BBC Radio 2 and says, I wish I could say there were shows coming, but I can't, sadly. Uh, we do want to do shows. They're just not arranged yet. Um, my guess is, you know, put them down for 2023. I guess if uh, King Charles III wanted to uh, start off on a on a really 
uh, positive it, note he'd uh, make this happen. They'd have to do it with uh, with posh spice with Victoria Beckham. Right. There's a prince's ball, right? There. Well, there was a prince. <laughs> that was uh, for the prince's trust. Prince's mm-hmm. trust. But now he's, that's, not the, he's not the prince. He's not the anymore. prince anymore. Right. So, so how did it act- would be up to William. Right. So how did the acts yeah. change now that it's uh, William? It's still, still the Prince's Trust, the organization, the charitable organization. Phil Collins they, used to they, play in those a lot, right? Uh, he played some of them. I think uh, Jeff Beck, Eric Clapton played some of them. There were, uh, you know, there were, you know, there were a number of them over the years. You know, it was it was a good charity, you know, without a doubt. So you know, we'll see. We'll see. You know, William obviously younger has different tastes. Uh, you know, may bring in something a little different if they continue. They haven't happened. For the last couple of years, uh, we'll see if we'll okay. see if that gets revived. Uh, if you had to rank Adam Levine's week, one being eh, it was okay, ten being man, that was horrible. Where um, would you... I'd say we're on a fifteen. Fifteen wow. for Adam so Levine, so he, really bad. He got called out first by uh, one woman um, who he claims Summer Stroh, who claimed she had an affair with him, and even after the affair ended, he contacted her to say. Listen, my wife, and yes, he was married. That's why they call it an affair, right? Um, he's a, otherwise, know, it's a relationship. Yeah, otherwise you're you know, just having a good time. Right, like, the, so, like DiCaprio. So his wife, who, by the way, is a Victoria's Secret model, um, was pregnant with their third child, and he, this summer Stroh, alleges that Adam Levine contacted her post-affair and said, you know, if we have a boy, I'd like to call him Summer. Are you okay with that? Uh, you know, so, you know, and in the wake of that, other women have started coming out saying, yes, they've had not necessarily affairs, but, um, you know, flirtatious communications with allegedly flirtatious communications with Adam Levine. I haven't seen them all. Would you text. they go yes. into the inappropriate category? Yes. Yes, they would. And uh, okay. so he he came out. His statement was just, you know, basically apologizing, saying, you know, I did, you know, this, I was, you know, he was wrong. He, you know, this is, he, he, error in judgment, used some poor judgment. I'm speaking with anyone other than my wife in that kind of manner. Um, he claims he did not have any affairs. Nevertheless, he crossed the line during what he calls a regrettable uh, period of my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I might, if, if the pattern to these holds true, we're going to hear about more and more. Is this going to keep him off the voice? Or is he done with the oh, voice yeah. well, anyway? Well, produ- he's a producer. He's not on the voice right now. He's a producer of it. Um, it may keep him from gigging. You know, I, I did see he, the, the Maroon 5 has, has a charity show uh, coming up. But it you know, may keep the band, you know, on ice for a little while till till this all blows over or gets sorted out. All right. A couple of box sets you have coming out here. One is Guns N' Roses. Tom Petty already had a box set, didn't Tom he? Tom Petty's had a couple of box sets, so he's going to give us one more. We love Tom Petty enough that uh, we're okay with that. The Tom Petty box set is from, uh, it's called Live at the Fillmore 1997. This is from a 20-date uh, engagement residency they did at the Fillmore in San Francisco during January and February of that year. And it was legendary. I mean, they played covers. They had guests. Uh, you know, every song was different. Really, really cool. So it's going to come out in a two-CD version, a four-CD version, a three-LP version, a six-LP version. You'll be able to get it in a number of different ways. And, you know, I, I may have some, um, oh, not legal uh, versions of you know recordings from that show. <laughs> oh, and, what's this? Uh, get what now? 
What? As, <laughs> yes, maybe. I might. I so that was before residencies were a thing, right? Right, yeah. That was, no one that, was... that was one of the things where the, the you know, kind of, I mean, you know, you had things going on like Grateful Dead would do residencies, the Allman Brothers band, but so Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers took their lead from that. And then after that, we started to get the Vegas residency. So it was very unique at the time. The Fillmore, is that where the last waltz happened? Uh, no, that was the Winterland Ballroom oh, okay. in San Francisco. Right, Same owner band. was Bill Graham. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, we've got, so that comes out on February, on November 25th. Um, a week earlier, we have uh, Guns N' Roses, I'm sorry, two weeks earlier, November 11th, Guns N' Roses is releasing a super deluxe set of Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. Uh, you'll remember these are the 1991 albums, two of them, but they came out on the same day. Uh, this collection will have 97 tracks, 63 of them on release, some live, some alternate versions. When does outtakes. this come out? Uh, this comes out November 11th. Boy, it's going to take you till Christmas to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, pretty much. You know, that and the Petty, you know, if you get the Super Deluxe Petty set, so... And you know these are this is, these are not the first. But other box sets have been announced, but it looks like we're going to have a pretty prodigious, uh, you know, roster of box sets uh, for the holiday season. The, will the Guns N' Roses stuff be on vinyl like Tom Petty too? Yep, yep. Which, if you all, had your choice uh, with all the formats that it's going to come in, what would you take it in? I, I mean, I'm a CD guy still. I was the guy. I was the guy they created CDs for. I don't have to get up and flip a record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, I don't have to. I don't have to do the thing with the needle where I'm like, okay, I think that's the groove for the track. If I want to skip a track, yeah, you want to count those, and then get up to skip a track, I like to push a button. There you go. So I'll confess if that if that sounds lazy. You well, know, it is guilty, lazy. Guilty as guilty as charged. Or is it just you know it's a better plan? You know, really, what what is it? Well, I yeah. think I think it's a better plan sure. and, and a better yeah. format, and you know, a lot of people, you know complain about the cold or more sterile sound of the CDs. I I don't think that. I, I think that's overstated. So you're not one of those people, like a purist, like, well, I only listen to vinyl. It's the best I, sound. No, I don't I believe don't. that. And, you know, listen, I don't need Rice Krispie, Snap, Crackle, and Pop <laughs> when I'm listening to my music. You can, you know. So so bring the CDs on for me. Stevie Nicks is uh, what? She's done a cover of what? Of, uh, Love of, the one uh, you're with? No, of um, the Buffalo Springfield song, um, Sorry, for what it's worth. Oh, okay. Uh, she just just dropped that today uh, with a statement saying it's something, song she's always loved. You know, she's a California girl, and that's a very California song. And she said she's always wanted to put put out a version of that song from a woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. So it's out. It sounds, it sounds pretty good. That's a hard song to ruin. Um, it's a hard song to beat the original, but it's, you know, but it's a pretty easy song to do a good cover of. Is that a and Stephen Stills very, song? Pardon? That's a Buffalo Springfield. Stills wrote it. Stephen Stills, right, yeah. And then, you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and or Young made it their own with performances. So it's, uh, you know, so it's, it's not, this, is a, this is a nice version of it. Do you believe that Kanye West hasn't read a book? I don't know. I don't know. The short answer, no, I don't. I mean, his mother was an educator. And if you just listen, say what you will about the guy. If you listen to the way he raps and to his language, he's clearly read books, but he's claiming he didn't. Uh, Boy, if Donda was an educator and he never read a book, that's really some slack in there. um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I, you know, I can't imagine he didn't read a book. He says he doesn't read books now. You know, that may, may or may not be the case. Uh, meanwhile, he was on Good Morning America 
uh, this week, uh, you know, to you know, his first televised interview in, mm-hmm. in whatever, and, you know, he, he apologized to Kim Kardashian for causing her stress with his way out there uh, ranting and, and annexes as they were divorcing, says he's going to, he's definitely going to run for president again. All right. You know, so it was, uh, it wasn't, you know, as, as Kanye goes, it was one of the more, more controlled and more focused uh, things we've seen from him recently, but, you know. All right. We'll Don't see, count you know. it lasting, I guess, is what you're saying. Correct. Uh, okay, finally, what are we going to end with? Well, the Super Bowl has a new halftime sponsor. This was just announced uh, last night. Um, um, sorry, uh, Amazon Music. Is, I'm sorry, Apple Music is going to take over for Pepsi and is going to be the sponsor for uh, you know for the Super Bowl halftime show starting this year. How long did Pepsi do it? Pepsi was 13 years, I believe. Right. And uh, yeah, and uh, you know, did a great, really helped. Uh, to grow it, because if you if really, if you've noticed the last couple of years, it's become not just those 12 or 15 minutes in the middle of the game, but there have been documentaries, you know, that, that came alongside it, commercial campaigns, uh, things like things like that. And yeah. you know, so it's really become an even bigger deal than it was, and it was a bigger deal from its inception. So um, now it's still going to be, as, you know, as far as I know, Dr. Dre and his Rock Nation are still the the creative uh, directors of the halftime show, but they'll work in tandem with Apple Music, who Dre um, certainly has a relationship with. All right, and uh, you know, so uh, you know, I think I think that'll be copacetic, and it'll be interesting uh, to see where they where they take it. As far as Super Bowl Sunday goes, it's not going to change for me. It'll just be a different logo on the backdrop, right? It'll be a different right? logo, different different group of uh, commercials. Yeah. And uh, I said Dr. Dre, I meant Jay-Z. Sorry about that. Um, but Jay-Z and his Rock Nation are still the, you know, the creative force behind it. So, yeah, you, the only difference you'll notice is it's going to be about Apple Music and not about Pepsi. All right. We're out of time, Gary. All right. You guys have a great weekend. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Gary Graff, our music expert.